This time on Kawhi Fi Radio, we accidentally kill off Tom from MySpace. Do you remember Tom on MySpace? Uh, yeah. Where is he now? May he rest in peace. Well, he's still alive. Oh, well, I'm just <laughs> spiritually. <laughs> we discover Lady Fafa is in fact a lady. Goodness, I just put it together. I thought it was Laddie. <laughs> Laddie Fafa. Laddie Fafa. Laddie Fafa Bible. <laughs> and we talk about Japanese comedy. Apparently, Western humor translates incredibly poorly the other way into Japanese as well. This is an anthropology podcast now. It definitely is. Avalanche! <laughs> <laughs> it's over 9,000! Nani? Can you are and welcome. You're tuned in to Kawaii Radio, the podcast we dive into the world of anime and manga every fortnight. I'm Kyle, and joining me are my Kenny, my Fafa, and this week's special guest, Aaron. Wait, special, special guest? guest? Well, you're a special person. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're very I special it was just to because us. Because I was a little special. No, um, <laughs> we uh, we were meant to have a good friend, Japan Man, joining us, Christian. Unfortunately, he had a few things cock up, and that just meant that we couldn't actually fit him in this week. Um, but we will be getting him hopefully next episode instead but there's something big we need to talk about how big um it's about the size of tokyo yeah oh, really yeah. Yeah. Condense it, like down into an alley into an alley yeah oh, yeah oh. um we've got a live show next weekend um and that is at tokyo alley it is a convention here in perth wa that celebrates Baby everything convention. about japan and its culture alley here in australia yeah, um so we've, it's got artists mm-hmm. it's got retailers it's got people from around australia who really enjoy doing stuff that's related to japan yeah with tokyo alley it's more about um, promoting the artists you know the mm-hmm. fan artists mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. so this is really for them mm-hmm. but this is the first time this year that they're actually offering you know performances and panels, panels and, and stuff like yeah. that which is only a one day event thing which is very exciting and this is their like ninth year I think which it's crazy. yeah yeah so yeah, look, yeah. look we've put, I'll put a link in the uh, episode details about Tokyo Alley so you can go and find out and attend and see us there um, our show's on just after midday and we're going to mm-hmm. be talking all about how anime represents the world so how the world is showcased kind of anime. a kind of a travel show of yeah. anime bring your passport world, let's go yeah. Oh. This isn't Waldo. We are not Waldo! We are not Toki oh. Watomare! No. <laughs> no. No. That went no. a different direction than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> but still somewhat relevant. Where's Waldo? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, uh, we're all a little bit hyperactive. We've had uh, energy drinks this afternoon. This episode, we are talking about anime that makes us laugh. Now, yes. this is from classic gags to witty conversations. And that, of course, means that this show comes with a mild parental guidance warning. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these shows do have comedy elements that play on relationships and intimacy, um, not in a explicit way, but in a way that might not be appropriate for younger children. Enough to like make the whole "this is rated for parental guidance" actually literal. Yeah. This is cons- consult your doctor or slash parents before use. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it was actually kind of tricky to pick like a comedy anime, like to actually come to the know. table with one because I was thinking. Okay, what's made me laugh? Uh, uh, 
what is it, Kaguya-sama Lovers War. Yes. Oh, yeah. We've done I, that I, I strongly death. considered it. I went, I can't do that. Um, Konosuba, we've yeah, yeah. also done us to death. Um, th- there's a lot there, and because of that, I decided to pick one that we've already talked about, and we'll get into that right at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Now, if you are new to the show, please consider hitting that subscribe button and joining the Kawhi Fi community. We're really happy to have you on board, and we're glad you're listening. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and most podcasting apps. We've got a cat, and we've got <laughs> some got videos heading to YouTube starting next week as well, starting with our live show. Um, that we nice. are, we will hopefully manage to get this recorded properly this time. We had some technical issues during our last live show. Having a cat is very good for the algorithm. The internet mm. loves cats. The internet loves cats. Not, not Farfa, though. She has very bad allergies to yeah, cats. Oh, so so wow. Yeah, You guys are allergic to the internet. That's so sad. Uh, and you keep coming to my studio where there's a cat. Well, there's no other studio, <laughs> There is no other studio. Um, now, if you are interested in joining us and finding out more of the information we do put out, um, you can join us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Discord. Um, we've got a Patreon as well with exclusive content such as outtakes. And boy, uh-huh. were there some outtakes from the beginning oh, of this episode man. before <laughs> the mics went live. Um, we've still got plenty to talk about this episode, but first, let's do this. I have no idea how old I am or where I came from. Daddy! Hey, guys! I gotta go! I just... I have to know! Hooray! I did that thing! Oni-chan, nani wo miru? What we're watching. Well, we've all had plenty to watch this season. There has been... A surprising litany of shows to watch. We were expecting a bit of uh, quietness after the bumper season that we just had. <laughs> yeah. No, we were wrong. Um, wow. And we actually have a video coming out in the next couple of weeks talking about that a mid-season review. So let's start from the top. I've been watching eighty-six. Um, which, 86 watts. Uh, that's what it's called. 86. 86. Oh, isn't um, that the Wonder Woman movie? No, um, it's better. Um, <laughs> now, not hard. Now, 86, uh, we, we will not go into that. We, we're an anime <laughs> podcast. We only talk about anime. Um, we definitely don't go on tangents no, at all. No, you don't. Not at all. We have no. never been ever. on a tangent, no. except for this one time. <laughs> we went on a Pacific ta- Rim? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we went to this full tangent about the set. Anyway, so 86 is a mecha anime, but it's a bit of an unusual mecha anime. It's uh, it's essentially tackling almost racism head on. Hello. And yeah. classism, kind yep, racism, of? classism. Basically, it's set in a world where um, there is one... Oh, I think it's the Republic of San Marco or something like that, and they're fighting against an empire which is sending these uh, autonomous drones to attack them. Now, Ooh. they're like, oh, okay, well, um, we have not actually lost anyone in this war because our technology is so good, and our autonomous drones are also fighting back and doing quite well. Except those autonomous drones are piloted by people. The thing is, is that these people who are of the 86th precinct are not considered human. Huh? Yeah, it's uh, very reminiscent of uh, 1940s Germany. Um, so yeah. this particular, unless you have light blue or white hair and Ooh. a certain color eyes, you are not considered a citizen and therefore not human. Yeah, I uh, remember Ooh. starting this anime and like they were showing shots of this city full of like these silver-haired, oh, tall, pretty no. people. I'm like, 
Good lord, it's a city full of anime protagonists! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Now, 86 is really well, it, do- it does a really good job of kind of handling this topic, and it's clearly a core theme of the show. It is not going to be to everyone's taste. It deals with war, it deals with death and loss, It's it, it deals with a lot of heavy subjects that might be a bit hard for... Uh, so, some some viewers to watch. <laughs> no accounting for subtext either. They have all the subtlety of a service-to-air missile in this. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, you can watch that. I believe uh, it's on uh, Funimation services at the moment okay. as well, uh, worldwide, but definitely worth checking out if um, you're interested in that sort of thing. Mm. Now, on from that to, uh, I guess you could say, the schoolyard, uh, Aaron, of- what's Tokyo Revengers about? Okay, so... Tokyo Revengers, the title threw me off because it sounds like one of those revenge animes, which I don't really... It kind get. of sounds like it's got an edge to it. Yeah, but it's got no edge. Huh? It's actually really soft and sweet. Uh, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Say uh, what? So basically, uh, this guy's lived his entire life where he's a pushover and he's not doing too well. And then he sees on the news that his the only girl he ever dated, his girlfriend in middle school, mm. died. And so did her brother. This doesn't sound soft. No, no, no. Wait for it. Um, later that day, on his way home from work, he gets hit by a train. He gets pushed in front uh-huh. of a train. Does he get isekai'd? Uh He has a... You know how you have those moments before death where your life flashes before your eyes? Yeah. He remembers exactly 12 years ago to the day. Is Except this... Except he doesn't remember it. He's reliving it. He's, in fact, been isekai'd back to the past, Mark. So, erased? Yes. Would be a similar story I trope. Seen a raise. Oh, oh, oh wow. same thing. Same thing. Um, he goes through a moment where he flashes back in time and goes into his body with his current memories as an adult. Oh. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. That's that's very much the same. Oh, okay. um, and he he lives it like it was, and then he decides, no, I've had enough of being pushed around, and he stands up to people, and then Ooh. he there's a certain trigger that happens, and he goes back to the future, and things have changed. That's exactly like that's a race. exactly what and happens. And he with finds the out yeah. what that trigger is, and he finds he can. Go, go back. back and forth willingly. And so he's oh, trying to save years ago, exactly. Okay. He's trying to save his girlfriend from ages ago. Oh, that's really sweet. And he gets involved with all these gangs because that's what he was back in the day. He was a mm. delinquent. So he's getting involved in these gangs and he's doing better than he did before because before he was in the servant role. Uh, and now very he's butterfly the effect, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And he's trying to figure out all these triggers that have caused these things in the future and he's p- trying to prevent them. See, now I didn't realize it was a time time travel. Uh, plot no. twist. Now, here's the thing. I saw this, and you might remember when we were looking at this mm-hmm. season ahead, I went, oh, this might be really good. And then I saw the art style and what they were talking about in the trailer, and I just went, oh, this isn't going to be good. And that's, I said the same thing as yeah. well. I was like, the art style isn't exactly like A1. Yeah, but that's fine. Like As long as the story is the good. The story that's is what amazing. absolutely makes it. Yeah, exactly. Because like, you have a look at trailer one and two that came out for it. It doesn't address anything to do with that. It just suggests it's kids in schools joining gangs. Mm-hmm. And that's very misleading. Mm. It's very misleading. Um, the title didn't take me. I didn't watch any of the trailers initially. I saw a lot of people online going, this is great. And mm. I was like, all right, I'll give it a taste. And I love it. Mm. So yeah. it's, it's the one you look forward to every week? Yes, it's the one cool. that I'm always like, yes, give me more. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Well, um, I believe Tokyo Revenge is on Funimation as well, last yes. check, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, now, Fafa, yes. you've went and found some pretty boys. I went and found Pretty Boy Detective Club. Yeah. We're right here. <laughs> yeah, but, uh... <laughs> Wait, we are? <laughs> but I look like a potato <laughs> with hair. Yes, but potatoes. Oh. I'm not going to go too much into it because I've only just watched like a couple of episodes because I was very curious about it because... Like you were saying before, with the whole art style thing being mm-hmm. poor and stuff, this one does the complete 
360. This art style is... Really up there? Holy moly, it's well, up there, hey. 180? 360 is coming back to the same point. Well, yeah. Well, yeah 180 well, is well, the well, opposite well, direction. 360 is where you're um, doing a, a full, like, I'm going to have to do another take. That's <laughs> when you do the second Xbox. <laughs> it's the Xbox 720, that never happens. Never. We never go on tangents. <laughs> okay, so 180. Um, yeah, no, the, uh, this is what really captivated me. And it was straight away with that first episode, it's just beautiful. You can like, see it from the uh, poster and everything, though. Yeah, this is the trailers very and everything. Pretty. I was like, because I remember, like, oh, Pretty Boy Detective was going to be one of those animes. And one of my <laughs> friends and I was, like, looking through trailers and, like, trying to find something to watch, you know, yeah. this season. Yeah, yeah. And we came across this, and I was like, Actually, this looks pretty, pretty good. Like, I might give this a shot. And I started watching this last week because, yeah, and it's pretty boys and they their want eyes to be are known like bugs as pretty boys. <laughs> now, it's not, I thought it'd be like an Oran High School Club. Kind of yeah. hits a little few notes on that, but it's mm-hmm. not like that at all. The, the, you just see the animation, the comedy and stuff like that is just very well done. And I think each episode they have a, probably a different art director or whatever it is because you can see mm. the differences between like How the stuff. How odd. It really, like you can see it. First episode's very like stylized and beautiful art and stuff like that. Same style throughout the whole thing, but I think that the way they do it is just a little bit different. So they kind of take a slightly different approach each episode. I think they do, yes. Okay. I mean, it, by looks of it, it's been running as a uh, light novel. Se- no, not even a light novel series. A novel series. Mm-mm. So it'll be interesting. There's only going to be 12 episodes of yeah. it. Um, Bishonen Tanteidan, which is the uh, Japanese title. I've probably butchered that. Hooray. Uh, it's been done by Shaft. Yeah, there you go. Well, if it's a novel and not like a visual novel or anything, mm-hmm. that would explain why the style's changing and like mm-hmm. like you're saying. Mm. It'll be very interesting to see. Well, look, that one uh well, that is on Sundays at two AM. Well, that's so. why it's your Monday <laughs> evening watch. Yeah. But um no, Who's I up at Sunday at two AM. <laughs> not me. Hi. Fan sub people. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Um, but then saying that, yeah, I'm definitely gonna keep giving this a go. I just like the art. That's pretty much what's keeping me on. What's mm. the writing like? I mean, it's about detectives. What are the mysteries like? I, I can't even explain. It's just more like just seeing the boys kind of interacting with the main protagonist. That the, type boys. Of the boys. The boys. Because so they, get- they, they're typical rich boys as well. So it's like, you know, that. What I'm getting from that is like, quick boys, we've got a mystery. We can't go yet. We must pose for Literally. this photo shoot. Well, not photo shoot, but it's just, you can see that... It, when you watch it, you're going to be like, oh, my God, yeah. Because there's one character that literally, because he's got beautiful legs, he's always going to be wearing shorts from now on kind of oh thing. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, definitely worth checking out. Once again, I believe that is also a Funimation yes. one as well. Now, over to Kenny, Shadow's House. Yes, I was uh, pick, like going through a few of the ones I hadn't seen, trying to pick something to sort of bring. I was going to go with Mars Red for a bit because saw a couple of episodes. Yeah, I want to yeah. do that as well. It's pretty intriguing but mm. then i went on to shadow's house and i do not want to stop watching this now is this the one we were <clears throat> talking about last season yes uh yes. this is one where uh vampires yeah the ho- creepy house thing not quite vampires this uh, well sorry mars red is vampires shadow's house say. sorry i'm <laughs> the doll shadow's uh, yes. house is yeah. the doll thing they yeah. are living dolls that are like put into service for looking after a house full of living shadows. Yes, that's right. And this is a uh, Clover. This is Cloverworks. Cloverworks, yes. yeah. <clears throat> and um, everything about this, from its opening to its closing to everything about the foreboding atmosphere, yeah. 
if you read enough like gothic Victorian literature, you know that bad stuff is going to happen Ooh. very soon. There's a lot of strong undertones in it, which are really kind of cool. Actually. Yeah, it's uh, these uh, servant dolls, the uh, master that they're meant to serve. They're meant to serve as the face of this master because these shadow people don't have faces. So they have to be the representation of them. Creepy. Mm-hmm. And there is consequences if they don't do it right Ooh. for both the shadow and for the doll. And yes. there seems to be a whole competitive game going on. Now we're going to let the cat in because he doesn't like being left alone and uh, the house is empty. Is he actually coming in? Is it oh, yeah. Oh, that's a nice cool breeze. Hey, oh, it's one. nice. It's cool. Ice cold. But uh, What's cooler than being cool? Ice, ice cold. cold. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm... Uh, <laughs> hey, you wanted comedy. I'm bringing it. Okay, anyway, sorry, Kenny. <laughs> I, I'm only five episodes in at the moment, but uh, mm. this kind of brings me the same sense of like intrigue that the first season of uh, Promised Neverland did. Uh, Before uh-oh. that let me down. Yeah, I'm yeah. hoping we don't get like a, a basically another situation I, like that. But I have hope for this one. I thoroughly recommend this for anyone who... Onto that whole mystery intrigue itch yeah. scratch. Well, I was going to say as well, Shadow's House, from my understanding, also has um, is based on a series of manga. Yeah. So they have an existing groundwork for it, and it's not an external producer or team on this one, unlike there was with Promised Neverland mm. 2. So hopefully they will stick the landing, if you will. Can we talk about the fact that we're actually halfway through the season as well now? Yeah. Holy hells, we are halfway through we the season already. We actually are halfway through. Yeah. And that's why we have a video coming out discussing the sleepers. Um, the yeah. cat has joined the team. Hello, Liger. Very, very cute little kitty. Um, photos on Patreon or OnlyFans. Um, now, <laughs> only kitties. Um, only kitties. This cat now, is naked. To your eternity. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Um, yes. Now, we're, we're just going to briefly touch on this. If you're not watching To Your Eternity, watch it. Um, well, I'm not because... Uh, it's very emotional. It's very full on, but it's incredibly well written. It's so well written. It's just, you can't stop watching. It hurts like, you, but you love it at Especially the same time. that first episode. The, oh. the first episode and the recent episode, mm-hmm. just... One and five mm-hmm. are just... Oh. It sets, like, the first episode really sets the tone. And then you see the uh, opening at the start of the second episode. And you if you look closely at all the visuals, you're like, oh, yeah, we're in for a lot more hurt. Yeah. You can see what's coming, but you hope it doesn't. You really do. Okay. I don't know. It's the way this thing is so emotional and the way that it can create a character that makes you feel this way Arigato. so quickly. Oh, oh yeah, that scene. <laughs> I I laughed a lot at that though. I I laughed a lot, and then later on, I was like, mm, <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, to your eternity uh, on Funimation as well. Check it out. Definitely worth. There viewing. are there are ads for it on Facebook for like if you like click a lot of Crunchyroll links. Mm. There are ads for it on Facebook, which show it as like this heartwarming journey of a boy and his dog. <laughs> uh. Liars. Cthulhu. It's <laughs> got a dub. Uh, no. Not yet. Actually, I don't think there's been much dub this season. So I don't far, think so either, actually. We, we know no. My Heroes had its dub. Obviously. Um, what was the other big returner from this season? Uh, Mars Red's got a dub. I know that. Yep. Uh, yeah, the Mars Red dub is uh, 
It's interesting, but we'll talk about Mars Red. Fruits Basket yeah. dub as well. Obviously, yeah. And I think Zombieland has a dub as yep. well. So there, there's the three big dubs. My Hero, Fruits Basket, Zombieland, and then But nothing course. else has been, been announced, has Well, it? I think it's because they're still playing catch-up for the past two seasons. True. Yikes. So, I Probably. mean, like we, we saw what happened with um, uh, Wave Listen To Me, right. where they said the dub was coming, then COVID hit, and then they just dumped the entire dub at once. It wasn't um, a weekly yeah, yeah. release. And I think we're going to see that for quite a few shows well, that have been missed. Uh, due to the fact that everyone's still recording from there, houses as well i think that's a big mm, issue too so but we will see okay well let's start now that we've talked about sad things let's start talking about some funny things some <laughs> things that you know well, that make us laugh make my face I was so ready for that i was like okay yeah <laughs> now's the time to do it quite far radio I think I watched that as a kid. Oh yeah, I remember that. Back catalogue. Yes, uh, we're diving, we're, we're dumpster diving into the back catalogue today. Not really dumpster because these shows are all on higher than seven on most ranking services out of ten. And that tells you a lot about what we've got here. So we're going to start straight off with Lady Farfar's yeah. pick for comedy. And it is Yuru Yuri, yes. Happy Go Lily. Uh, I don't know why they bothered to call it that because the Japanese title is just Yuru Yuri. Yeah, that's it. So it's go figure. That it's really Comfy fast. Yuri. Yuri 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 There we go. <laughs> so I mean, I'm I... so talented. <laughs> Deep wow. I could have picked lots of shows for the comedy thing, but there, you know, you wanted that one show that you'd always go back to when yeah. you like. It just makes you knowing you're gonna laugh. Yeah. Regardless, it's a light in your life for when you're not feeling that good, and it's just ah, oh, mm-hmm. I but needed that laugh. For me, it shouldn't just be like one moment, like the Nisiko. Oh, that the moment in Nisikoi, yeah. yeah. Um, this has to make me laugh every episode, yeah. laugh out loud. Well, I mean, to, to be fair, um, Nisikoi is meant to be a rom-com and it's trash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's your style. It is. Well, it and is, I actually. read the entire manga and I will now never read it again or it's talk terrible. about it again because the ending is terrible. <laughs> and then you moved on from that to Domestic Girlfriend. Which also had a terrible <laughs> ending as yeah. well. Uh-huh. Um, but look, um, my... my Taste in uh, romance manga has vastly improved oh, now. Yeah. I just look for girls that bully boys. Um, we determined <laughs> that was a lie. Let's but go back to the anyway, show. Anyway, <laughs> back to Yuri Yuri. Um, what is Yuri Yuri about? So basically, it's about these four friends who are a part of the amusement club, which used to be the tea club. Okay. okay? But the great thing about this show is it's not only just the core four, they have other co-friends as well that play a big part in the show. Like so you've, you've got the, the core you've four. You've got the core four. And then like another and 10 supporting characters. They, they kind of separate the two of them. Go Two of them will go to their other friends and the other two will go to their ah. friends. But they always seem to come back together, especially mm. the core four. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to show the boys one episode because <laughs> I, I thought they would have watched it. I mean, Aaron, you I watched did. it. Yeah, uh, you Aaron watched, it. watched it. I um, watch everything in the lead up when you guys go, oh, this is what I'm bringing. I'm like, all right, let's watch some of it. Mm. I've seen bits of it. You would, it's all its memed everywhere. It's memed to death. Yeah. When was this made? What? Uh, <gasps> so this ran from 2011 yeah. till 2019. It was done by Studio Doga oh. Kobo, yeah. um, who we've heard from in recent years. And um, they do a lot of good stuff, but they're also one of those studios that picks up some of the weirder 
shows as well, like the video, uh, the mobile phone adaptation games and stuff oh, like that. So then King's Raid. Yeah, ex- <laughs> that, that sort of stuff, yeah. And that wasn't them, thankfully. Um, but they can be hit and miss. Uh, There's 40 episodes if you include the OVAs as yeah. well. Otherwise, Yikes. just a standard 36 episodes. And I mean, episodes. it's got a manga, but it's on hiatus at the moment as well. Yeah. So that's probably why they haven't actually done any more other seasons and stuff like that. Well, I've got a lovely summary here of yep. Yuri Yuri. It's after a year in grade school without her childhood friends, first-year student Akari Akaza... Akaza Akari is finally reunited with second years Funami Yui and Toshino Kyoko mm. at their all girls middle school. During the duo's first year, Yui and Kyoko formed the amusement club, which <laughs> occupies the now non existent tea club room. Mm. Shortly after, Akari joins one of her fellow classmates, Yoshikawa Chinatsu, pays the trio a visit under the impression they are the tea club. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is only once the three girls explain that the tea club has been disbanded that they can convince her to join the amusement club, a group with no purpose other than to provide entertainment for its members. Yeah. Which tells you exactly what this is about. Yeah, it's nothing. nothing. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the Seinfeld of anime. Except good. Except very good. Except yeah. no mystical hallway. Except no problematic characters. Well, okay. Problematic characters, yes. Yes. Hilariously yes. problematic characters. Oh, yes. Definitely. Kind of, yeah. yes. Um, no, no offense to those that like Seinfeld. It's not my cup of tea. No. But the great thing about this show is, like, even from episode one, you're bursting out laughing yeah. to the point of tears. Like, Literally in that first 15, 15 seconds. Yeah. I mean,. We showed Carl a bit, when, even when they're like in the movie theatre and he just absolutely lost it. He was just laughing his head off and it was mm. just yeah, what was gags that? like that. It's just perfect. Yeah, what was that whole bit with the movie theatre again? Oh, yeah. they're trying to reflect on Akron's life and see how they can like make it better and they come up with all these little clips. <laughs> they're just and like, they you sort know, of you make a superhero make movie. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I, I love how most of it starts off actually accurate because yeah. she is the protagonist yeah um and then it's just like it starts becoming silly like women fall from the sky and you're like yeah. uh okay and it's like but she's not shaken by anything it's like, okay fair she enough she finds fair a enough. magic sword okay, yeah just, cool. just, a- <laughs> you know, it's just like okay guys this is getting a little bit chaotic and uh, look that is something we should mention like the the two we're talking about in this segment in particular are chaotic anime mm-hmm. um part of that chaos culture which we will be doing a full episode on later on down the track yeah, yeah we'll but go- this is like an entry level chaos oh yeah oh yeah just so sort of like, like a bit like uh what was it the the cute girls doing cute things lucky star yeah. was yeah, kind of or azamanga dio oh, oh. oh. dio where they they ent- well i wouldn't call azamanga dio entry level no, chaos okay, but it's well, close it was it's, my entry. I was just like, but it's close to <laughs> it it has a bit of chaos to it but mostly those things are just sort of brain meltingly cute yeah i couldn't watch them they were just so nothing what i also like about this show is the animation style as well yes yes it's sort of like it's almost pastel yeah um a pastel Pastel. however you would like to say it Um, very soft it's 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 soft it's not going to burn your eyes out which is something um, i mentioned in our video that's coming up like you don't want one of those shows where you literally have to follow that age-old joke rule or sit in a room that's lightly lit, brightly lit, and, oh, you know... like the old school and Yeah, yeah it's like, otherwise, <laughs> you know... You can just say back arrow. Back arrow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah, it's um, like, compare it to back arrow dandy. or Sailor Moon, something like that. <laughs> the colour palette for this is very, very... Uh, it's sort of watercolour-esque. Water yeah. Yeah, mm. I think it'd be the easiest example. It's, it's so strange. It really stands out for the fact that it 
absolutely doesn't stand out. Now, yeah. there's something we do have to mention that uh, Yuru Yuri, um, despite its title, is not a Yuri anime. However, <laughs> it does have Yuri themes. Right. Um, and especially for the season finale of season one, oh, yeah. I believe definitely has Yuri themes um, as part of its comedy I mean, gag. It, it, it's always through the show, but they never really like have the action, it's, it's so never, to speak. It's never inappropriate. Right, till it gets um, to that last and that, episode. Well, even that last episode, the way it's presented is for the comedy value yeah. as opposed to anything else. And the punchline is just oh, glorious. it's so good. Well oh. worth sticking around a full season for, I reckon. And this I'm is the thing, this is a show that you actually just binge watch because it's just so good. Mm. Yeah. Highly, and it's, this is like my five out of five anime for comedy, hands down. I will mm. recommend it to everyone, even just as a, Show you put on in the background, it's just funny. But you know what? This is the one show that never got a dub, and I'm like, yeah, and it's I'm got really three con- seasons. Three seasons. This is one show I really think deserves a dub, and I've always thought about you know who would be the best character, and I can just even like visualize it in my mm. head. Mm-hmm. Would it be a Funimation dub, or would it be a Sentai, oh, or a, or a, or a LA. LA? Yeah, I, <laughs> I I feel an LA dub would do good. I think it would be a good LA dub. But I feel like Sentai would just probably... Oh, well, Sentai would just bring in all the LA actors they wanted. Yeah, That's pretty the kind of thing about them. Um, Do you we'll reckon look- if they did a dub, like the girl who walks in to join the tea club, she'd be like, oh, what's the tea, sis? No, no, no. I uh, think that's the... Because, see, the, the content material... I'm, I'm, like, ignoring that. The content material itself is pretty pretty funny. Oh, it is. And it, you don't really have to change too much from it. That's what I like about... The yeah. show, mm-hmm. and the, the other thing as well is that, as, as you mentioned, like the Jap, like let's be honest, the Japanese used in anime is not always very good. No, um, but this one seems to do quite a good job. Like the the jokes land well by the sounds mm. of it for both adults and children, um, like, which is always a good start. Yeah, and I could un- like I'm not the best person that speaks Japanese, but I could understand quite clearly what the dialogue dying dog dialogue <laughs> what the dying dog <laughs> was. <laughs> 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 uh, um, but you know, yeah, I. Highly recommend it. It's just that great comedy anime. Mm-hmm. Now you can catch that on Funimation services. So that's Funimation in the yeah. US. And, and Crunchyroll, I'm and sure. I think Crunchyroll yeah. has some rights to it as well. Oh, good. Um, and uh, Anime Lab for us, whacking him for Europe. Mm. So check it out if you'd like to. Now, the next one, also slightly insane, is uh, Kenny's pick. Can you tell me why? I cannot. <laughs> you tell can, you me cannot. why. Basically, I picked this because... I've seen it everywhere. Everyone else so has seen it everywhere. Like, I actually went on to an old forum to, like, talk to people to sort of, like, figure, okay, what is, like, the comedy anime? You went on a forum? Else, Which yeah. forum did you go on? I ain't saying. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> it went on to my anime list. <laughs> um, oh, no, <laughs> uh, no now, I wouldn't do that. Nichijo, my ordinary life. Yes, here's the thing. Everyone has seen this one. Nobody knows the title. It's like someone say someone posted a clip of mm. a uh, school principal suplexing a deer. Yeah. yeah. Or and uh, people are like, "Hey, I know that one." A what girl is that? basically like, going Doctor Octagonopus Bois through a building with yeah, a laser through her face. Firing a laser through a building right? because her hand has been bitten by a dog. Okay, but I feel like that might be a very old meme for some of our listeners that they may not get. Well, if, look, if you are not aware of Doctor Octagonopus, <laughs> um, you should Google that, and uh, yeah. you will see it as probably the first YouTube video that pops up. That's internet um, archaeology. Um, yep. Yeah. But so, <laughs> Nichijo, my ordinary, ordinary life. life. Everything about this is ordinary, from the fact that the main character will constantly 
shoots a uh, student she doesn't like in the face with no reaction. Huh. And varying sizes of guns from handguns to rocket launchers. To the fact that random explosions will happen and just sort of go unnoticed. Uh, one of the students rides to school on a goat. He's the oldest son of a farmer. But that's a great thing about the yeah. show because it's, it's, it's not ordinary. It's, it's the yeah. opposite. Here's the thing, though. A lot of the like themes and subtexts and the stuff they're talking about, they are sort of reminiscent of what high school life would be in your head. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a question for us all to yeah. jump onto, um, which we're going to come back to after we talk about mm-hmm. some of the stats on this. I want you to all have a think about if you were a character in this anime, what would be your weird trait? Okay. Ooh. So put that in your mind for a moment. Now, the studio that did this is none other than Kyoto Animation. It was in 2011. There's 26 episodes, one OVA, and 25 mini episodes, each running for 30 seconds. Now, this was originally licensed by Bandai Entertainment for uh, release in the US, but on January 2nd, 2012, it was announced they were leaving North America anime market completely and taking all those unreleased titles with them, no including with Nichi Joy being cancelled. Now, this would remain unlicensed until. 2016. So obviously everyone who was uh, watching stuff through fan subbing back okay. then, that was how everyone came to discover it. And then in 2016 Funimation acquired the rights before releasing it in 2017 in a sub-only version. Um, this is one of those shows that Kenny will explain really has those that staying power that makes you go, hmm, okay, I'll, I'll watch. Yeah, there is something just strangely timeless about it, about mm. the sheer randomness of it all. I don't really know really how to put it. That's the fun in chaos culture, though. It's timeless. I think that's the whole Mm. thing of it. This is, like you said, uh, sort of the entry-level chaos culture. This is like the sort of random thing that you watch in the background. So My Own Real Life focuses on the daily antics of a trio of childhood friends, high school girls, uh, Naganohara Mio, Ai Yuko, and Minakami Mai, whose stories soon intertwine with the young genius uh, Shinonome Takase, <laughs> her robot caretaker Nano, and their talking cat Sakamoto. Yes, uh, they're part of like a side, sort of a side plot. There's the uh, robot caretaker who wants to be considered human, except for the fact that she has like a wind-up key in her back. Mm-hmm. The six-year-old genius inventor who made her and also made the bandana that allows their talking cat to talk. You see, even when you're explaining it, it just sounds absolutely it ridiculous. It sounds bonkers yeah except it's also very very wholesome Mm, wholesome in its own ways okay well um but here's the thing about the uh main characters that you mentioned as well Mm -hmm. you might you kyle might find them very reminiscent of one of your favorite titles titles daily lives of high school girls oh they fit the character archetypes to a t i was tempted to bring that up this week but i just don't think if i've given it enough time how do you mean because it only came out last year. But <laughs> a lot of this show, like, I feel like almost you compare Daily Lives of High School Girls to Nichijo. There's somehow a lot of crossover, almost like mm. Nichijo was like a sequel to it, almost. Ah, that makes sense. I mean, like, they are written to be that kind of absurdist group of girls doing silly things. Yeah, it's that they both sort of like set the same notes, the same character archetypes, and similar story beats, except that. Uh, daily lives of high school girl doesn't blow anything up that often yeah it just goes a little bit strange 
in a good way. Um, Now, the story focuses on the lives of these six as well as the people around them, including the school. Um, So these are the many normal and insanities of their life, such as walking to school, being bitten by a talking crow, spending time with friends, or watching the principal suplex a deer. And they are all normal days in the extraordinary daily lives of Nichijoy. Now, I've given you a couple of minutes to think about this. What would be your weird character trait? Whether you're so, for for example, we have a genius inventor who's only six. We have a wind-up doll girl who looks like a normal human, except for the giant winding mechanism in her back. And she also explode. has she has special features. If you wind the key, her toe flies off and uh, explodes. Yeah, we have a talking cat. We have a manga artist who will violently protect her manga. Um, <laughs> we have a girl who seems to be prone to getting hit with everything, including flying objects and salmon. Salmon, yep. yes. Um, and, you know, we have a teacher who seems to be the only person aware that the r- world's weird. So, who wants to go first? I would come to school on a goat. That's already a character. No, it's I, I, would, I would have a second goat. I would have a goat chariot. Would you make your goat battle the other goat? Yes. Pokemon battles. Battle goats. It's battle, battle goats. toads, <laughs> battle but you know, it's like battle bots. I don't yes. I don't really have like a fight music here, unfortunately. Round one, fight. Fatality. Alright, Fafa, have you got a thought? Come back to me. I'm just I'm I'm trying to think. Alright, Aaron? Okay. This is sort of to do with Kenny's thing. Not a goat. <laughs> Not a goat. Um, a lizard. But uh, similar to another character, instead of being a wind-up robot, a solar panel robot. Oh. Because I got nothing going on up there. <laughs> May as well make it a solar panel. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's fair fine, enough. That's fair fair enough. Fair. All right. Well, I would go as... I would be a giant lizard that walks, acts like a human, so walks and everything, and no one acknowledges that they're a lizard. Oh, so... Oh, do you yeah. wear, like, a face mask as well? Like, well, those <laughs> Like a really mask? bad mask, which clearly is just sitting on my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, yes, human. <laughs> Hello, yes, I am human, and always talk like, yeah, that, and everyone's fine with it. Hi, yes, I am human. What's going on, skateboards? You open your bento box, and it's just crawling bugs, and you're... <laughs> and they go, oh, did you make that yourself? Yes. <laughs> no, 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 Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So, so basically, your character would be like a member of the Illuminati. Reptile. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so you know Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's my good friend. I've, I added him on Facebook. <laughs> Do you remember Tom on MySpace? Uh, yeah. Where is he May now? he rest in peace. Well, he's still alive. Unless Zuckerberg saw him as competition. Of course he did. And assimilated him. I know what mine would be. Okay, Lady Farfa. <laughs> my character would be, I would walk, th- every time I walk through a door and there'd be some of my theme music would play. <laughs> You'd be like, Sakamoto? Okay, but what would your theme music be? I Borderline, of course. Borderline. No, it can I borderline. It can I borderline. Why know that? Remind from me. From Macross. Oh, from Macross. Yeah, okay. Oh. Yeah. I um, thought you were going to say a Love Live song. No. I mean, I could I like, have. Yeah, sure. But for me... Or would you have a playlist, depending on your mood? Yeah, actually, probably. Oh, yeah. Do, you just have a li- do you just have a whole band following you around <laughs> and everyone <laughs> actually, ignores them? Yes. 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 <laughs> a mariachi band? Can no, we no, no, no. <laughs> I'll go one better. I'll have Waters following me. I'll be like... Yo. <laughs> Do the test! Do the test! Do the test! I'm just going to play a bit of the... uh, Study for the test! The uh, Ikenai borderline here. 
Like, just imagine you walking into the, the room. Bit, that would be my bit, yeah. I can sort of see you slow walking to this. Down just the hallway? S- yes. Slow-mo. We'll jump, a- jump ahead. Oh, we are so getting a copyright claim. I don't if care, it's don't worth it. Talk over it. And then it goes like, giddy, giddy, ah. But yeah, that would be, like, I was just thinking, like, what would be my... Because I was like... Oh gosh, it's a bit boring. My one, and I think no way. I love music. I love idol culture. Yeah, you can already sort of imagine the kind of character that would have theme music walking into a room. They'd be this just (laughs) ultimate (laughs) pillar of confidence. I love this already. Just imagine I'm seeing you in like theme. (laughs) 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 I'm just imagining you walking into like the classroom. You've got like one of those leather sort of Yakuza style biker (laughs) jackets on and then, you know, that's bumping behind you and everyone's like, oh, it's just Fafa. Yeah, it's just Fafa. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, you just hear it going past and and quietly don't even hear you there. Hey, she was in the room. (laughs) People like just cracking the UOs and the pen lights coming through. (laughs) Don't worry, it's just Fafa coming through. It's all good. This is normal. We see this every week. (laughs) Um, Okay. And uh, so, Kenny, are you really sticking with a goat? Yes. I, or, but I you're also, a goat man. I'd also have to dress as a Roman emperor and come in on the chariot. See, I like the, the Roman emperor though, part. Yeah. And you have to have someone that. constantly trying to assassinate you. It's the Roman oh, way. That yes. would be great. So like, you have to <laughs> yes. kick them out the window and the teacher's like, what happened? And everyone's like, no, don't Wait, worry. Do, no, this say, do is they wear part... the togas? But no, that's the Greek. Well, they, no, they have a, they this have a is form. Sparta. Romans had it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh this God. is Sparta. Kenny and the toga. <laughs> toga. Take that image in your head, people. <laughs> Actually, I've been working on an art piece that's toga from My Hero Academia in a toga. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, see. Well, we need to talk about what's been making anime news. We'll be back in a moment. Kawaii Radio tonight on Anime Communicate. Great story, compelling and rich. Nothing brings ratings up like a little controversy. Are you sure this wouldn't play when you enter a room? No. <laughs> okay, just the three of us then. Just the three guys. At the All same right. time, <laughs> yes. we're back to the music. We we get to be um we get to be far far stands in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Just triple JoJo it. All you've ever wanted. Okay, now anime communique. As always, plenty of news kicking around. Um, we're gonna talk straight away about something I'm passionate about because this is my show. Damn it, and I'm gonna do it. Um, Komi communique. That's your show, or this is your show? <laughs> Both. Um, <laughs> so Komi can't communicates the romantic comedy manga that's been running since 2016 is getting a anime this October. And uh, everyone's sitting there going, why is that important? This has over 300 chapters. Whoa. Yeah, this thing's huge. Um, It's being produced by OLM, you might know from uh, Pokemon in particular, um, and a fair few other obviously one's kicking around um, I didn't realise this but OLM I, th- I thought it was but I wasn't sure Is orig- was originally called Oriental Light and Magic um, oh. yeah so it's same studio connected to Lucasfilm's Industrial Lights and Magic uh, no 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 no, no, not, no not connected to Industrial Light and Magic so um, th- this was their name and they had it goes quite a long way back um, I know that at least but um, they decided to rebrand as OLM because they are predominantly an animation studio now so, Sounds like there's a story there. There is. We'll have a dig at OLM one. Uh, we'll do like a studio and focus on OLM at some point, I think. Yeah, yeah I would have guessed it stood for other language media. Well, that's actually, yeah, that's a thought. But I mean, for them, it wouldn't be. because I know, but like for the rest of the world. I thought yeah. it meant one love, man. 
I mean... <laughs> Goddamn, hippie, get out of the studio. <laughs> okay. Don't, kids. Anyway, uh, Comey Can't Communicate is... This romantic comedy has been running since 2016. It is huge. Everyone has wondered why it hasn't had an adaptation up up until this point. It's uh, arguably much larger than, say, um, Uzaki-chan from last season or Inagatoro from this season um, and a lot of the other ones as well. It's kind of dwarfs them with the amount of circulation it has. And, so, yeah, I just watched the trailer uh, earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. It looks beautiful. Yeah, well, it's, it's OLM, so it will be really well done. And it they've really captured the characters perfectly. So I've been reading this manga. It's, it's kind of funny. I started reading the manga about a month ago maybe three weeks and then literally a couple of weeks later they announced that it's getting an anime i'm just like they know what should i read next (laughs) what (laughs) do i else do i want adapted um the story is quite it's quite straightforward timid sedano is a total wallflower and that's just the way he likes it his name actually is a pun on just another guy which is kind of funny um every character in this show their name is a pun um all that changes when he finds himself alone in the classroom on the first day of high school with the legendary komi the school's beauty he quickly realizes she isn't aloof she's just super awkward that's why she doesn't talk or respond to anyone now he's made it his mission to help her on her quest to make a hundred friends here's the thing the school is full of nutcases it actually it seems to be a trend its selection criteria is to collect the strangest students in japan and put them in a single school no this is still a trend it's like Romper, but weird kids yeah (laughs) i I guess that's probably the, the, the nearest i could get to yeah does that work? I don't know, Duncan Roper. We I, still I've haven't watched only it yet. watched the first one, and it's like the elites in each of their areas. Uh, so it's like selecting only the elite weird kids. Yeah, yeah that, I wouldn't say it matters if they're elite. So there's uh, there's a Yandere, um who they literally go through a whole story arc of you know she wants to be friends with Komi and therefore she's going to capture the main guy and hide him in her closet so that she oh. can walk home with her. <laughs> they're uh, the third sort of like the third main character is a guy slash girl slash they um, who dresses as a woman um, however identifies as a man and is everyone's childhood friend and that's why their sort of gender is fluid depending on the type of childhood friend you would like to have had <laughs> Understandable. Um, there's this great scene in the manga where um, one of their old childhood friends and when I say they're everyone's childhood friend they're everyone's childhood friend they've met everyone and so that's the gag they're simply they're like less of a human and more of just an the entity of everyone's experiences Amazing. of childhood. Fr- yeah, that yep. is bonkers. It's fantastic. Is this to your eternity? No, <laughs> uh, that, that's that's another kettle altogether. And then yet you've got um people who've got stage fright. You've got people with all these other quirks. Every person's name is a pun, and like we won't necessarily understand it in English until they do a proper translation for it. <laughs> so there there might be some additional reading, or maybe they'll do little flashcards explaining yeah. the joke. I'm not sure. Or maybe they'll find a guy who likes shovels and stuff and call him Doug. Oh, oh, that'd be great. Can you dig it? I can. <laughs> oh, look, I wasn't going to, but well done. Yeah. That, that it was... was the follow-up. It was the follow-up that made that. <laughs> the 
<laughs> but um, that's coming this October. Now, on that note, we need to talk about one that's not for the kiddies. Um, this is Made in Abyss. Mm. And the anime is getting a second TV anime season in 2022. Please, no more. Yeah. Have you have you now been watching it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Did, did you watch all of it? Yeah. I've, have I've... you watched Dawn of the Deep Soul? Not yet. Send it back I to the I think we should do a group viewing for that. Yeah, because I haven't watched that yet. And uh, I know, because I read the manga, and yeah. I can let you know, this next arc is horrible. So, uh, <laughs> me, this was the most groundbreaking anime to come out in recent years. Oh, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's won beautiful. Every but goddamn award that came out that year. Oh. The soundtrack is... Oh, I, I can't even begin to describe yeah. how epic that soundtrack is and how it actually gets you emotionally and things like that. But the everything visuals. about it is just so dark, tragic, yeah. and terrifying. So I found myself crying a fair few times oh yeah. in the oh. first season. And it actually kind of scarred me a little bit because it was just that last, well, I think the last two episodes of the first season. Last where we two are really heavy. Yeah, Everything about it is heavy. Because you yeah. put yourself in that position as well. Like, I find that I mean, made in the busy kind of get into those Yeah, characters. you feel like you're the third character along really? for the ride. Like, yeah. And it's so deceptive the way the uh, character right? design is. They're made to look more innocent, cute, wholesome. Look, I mean, let, let's be honest. And then they're you, thrown into the literal uh, rings uh, of Let's hell. be honest. I can say one word to you starting with M and you will both cringe. Do it. Mitty. Yeah. Like, th- this is not a comfortable anime at all. It is the polar opposite this of it. Is... It's not horror, but it is grotesque. What would you like, classify? Because you're Psychological right, thriller. Yeah, okay, there we go. Suspense. Lovecraftian. Oh, yeah. mm, Lovecraftian, yeah. So, ba- basically, the whole idea of Made in Abyss, there's an abyss which has been found on a, just, an island yeah. in it's the middle of the ocean. It's well, well, not made. It was just there. It's, it's just, just a hole that goes down and down and down, and every ring, like, every part of this uh, thing... Is a different ecosystem. Now, this is where I always wondered about Made in Abyss. Is it more like the idea of a purgatory type of thing? Well, that's the thing. Everyone, there's a lot of theories online as to what it actually is. Everyone has a theory about it. There's Someone's... nothing official. Right. I uh, I think it was uh, Giguk or something. Oh, uh, Giguk, yeah. I think he had this whole theory that the whole the uh, abyss itself is alive and conscious yep. somehow. Yep. There, there's a, there's I, a, I believe and, that. There's and a theory draws going people around. into it. Yeah, it's like it the is mother, an entity yeah. which, you know, is bringing things to it. Um, but the, the ecosystem inside it's awful. And the second season is um, one of the lowest levels that people have explored. Mm-hmm. And that suggests, the, and the way they phrase it, it suggests it keeps going after it. And we thought this was the bottom level. It's oh. not. Um, and where they are in the book suggests they're about to go to the level below it, which we have no information on. There's no maps. No one's ever returned from it. The ride never ends. In yes, fact... You can't actually return, can you? No. Um, so there's a very weird thing where it... Um, the further down you go, the harder it is for you to come back up because you get head spins, nausea, the equivalent of the... Um, the bends. Oh, the bends, the bends yeah. However, the bends affect your body to the point that you will you know, bleed and other horrific body dysmorphia could happen. So it's it's really full on. And here's here's what I think's the kicker. There's an RPG game coming next year no. for Steam, no. Switch, and PS4. Absolutely not. Uh, yep. Mm. That's going to be how I take this in. No. I think I'm not going to watch the show. I'm going to play the game. I'll, I'll join you. We could do it. We could do it. We could do it. I'm we could do it. We could do it. Let's one. do it. Um, I'll watch yeah, for the sick fascination of it. See, I'm reading the manga, and that means that I stop on each page and see that image for Actually, a while. You know what? You guys are going to be playing that. 
I'm going to be playing the Yuru Camp VR game. <laughs> yeah, that's comfy enough. <laughs> okay, cool. Because cool, cool. that's a thing now. Yes, We're just splitting is. up going in opposite I'm, directions. I'm, <laughs> you know what, though? The fact that they actually, that we did the movie, I haven't seen it yet because, it, like I said, mm. quite traumatised. But I'm going to watch the season two. Well, I was, I was going to say, should we do like a Qui-Fi Extra and watch the film? Because uh, obviously it's not going to be a, a film we can talk about for kids, so we'll put that on the Patreon. Yes. Yeah. yes well, it, 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 won't, it won't be in the next month. Um, we will let you We've got know. too much going on at the yeah. moment. <laughs> give us money, we'll give you extra content. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, Konisaba, season two dub has finally arrived. And now for something completely different. Yeah, <laughs> season one dub actually came out in 2019. Season two dub was meant to be six months later, yeah. then COVID hit. Yikes. So um, it's now out on Crunchyroll and select Funimation services such as Anime Lab. Um, films also out there cr- on Crunchyroll and Dubbed, so you can finally watch the entire thing. Um, season two is fantastic. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's. Uh, if we hadn't already talked this show up so much, we would be talking about it today. You know, it's one of the funniest like isekai animes ever. It's funny because this should have been one of our comedy animes we would, should be talking about. Ex- in except episode. that we talk about Konosuba at All every possible opportunity. I know. <laughs> so the plot of Konosuba. Yes. <laughs> it's an isekai gone wrong. Yeah. But it's funny. It's just a <laughs> goddess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Use, useless, useless goddess. Okay. <laughs> um, now, but... We've mentioned plenty about Konosuba. If you don't know about Konosuba, have a look. It's um, great. It's great. Like, well, the dub's coming out, so that's perfect. You know what? Mm. And the dub is very good as well. The dub is exceptionally well Actually, done. very, very good. Um, now, moving on from dubs, new Dragon Ball Super Why? film. Why? Because, of because course, there must Dragon be Ball's more. Because Dragon Ball's amazing. Come on. Oh. <laughs> you are outvoted here. <laughs> You're out of the fashion club, Quinn. <laughs> and that is an ancient reference. We all saw Broly together. <laughs> yes, you know, we did. Actually, Broly just landed on Netflix as well. It yes. did. A while ago, wasn't it? No, well, No, week. it's been on Funimation for a while, and now it's on oh, Netflix. Yeah. So, um, so, Dragon Ball Super Broly um, was... Uh, 2019 2019 2018 Japan release and 2019 February release in Australia International now um yeah, because it, yes. it was literally the third episode of this podcast that we went oh, and saw it. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Wow. Now, um, now that Broly finished, there's been no more Dragon Ball. Um, yeah. the, ma- the manga has continued, Dragon yes. Ball Super Manga, really? but that's not yeah. written by Akira Toriyama. It's written by someone under his supervision, similar oh. to... Uh, Dragon Ball GT, yeah. where he has uh, had impact. Speaking of comedy, you know, where, <laughs> where, where he, exists. he's had uh, uh, input into it, but is not the controlling um, creative director for it. That's um, fair enough. So this film, we don't know if it will follow anything from the manga, which is currently going through, and I think just finished actually the Galactic Prisoner arc. I could be wrong on I that. I think they finished that and they started another arc. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, now. There's actually a statement from Akira Toriyama, which you see at the fans. It says, An all-new movie since Dragon Ball Super Broly is currently in the making. Just like the previous films, I'm heavily leading the story and dialogue production for another amazing film. I really shouldn't talk too much about the plot yet, Just be prepared, but be prepared for some extreme and entertaining bouts which may feature an unexpected character. We'll be charting through some unexplored territory in terms of the visual aesthetics to give the audience an amazing ride. So I hope everybody will look forward to the new film. This, this is interesting. This was also announced on Goku Day, mm-hmm. which is the 9th of May. So go Q. Yeah. So five. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Fun little factoid. Okay. Very fun. Um, but yeah, look, um, this, this is going to be interesting as we learn more about it. There is literally no synopsis, no title. 
Nothing. Nothing. All we know is it's out next year. Well, and there's I know an it's unexpected... hyped those Dragon Ball fans up crazy. Look, I mean, I <laughs> I know exactly what Dragon Ball is. Yeah, like, yes. I'm under no illusions that is the greatest anime of all time. And someone will always go, oh, <laughs> it's the best thing. You know, and like yeah. you see all the people arguing about like, you know, yeah, but can he beat Goku though? It's like, I don't care. You remember those times when they I used to fight care. with like Naruto versus Dragon Ball? Those yeah. those wars? I'm like, come I on, was in those wars. Oh my lord. <laughs> it's like, look, guys, I was there. The, the answer is the judge. Jump heroes game. Yeah, like, there you go. It's That's literally it. whoever you want to win. Exactly. Just, just Stan Lee said that in an interview. Yeah, did it's, he really? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to those hero mashups, yeah, it's whoever they want to win. Yeah, fair. And I think that's fair as well yeah. because you can change a situation to any setup. It's a fictional story. You can make you can anything do happen. Whatever you want. I mean, to be fair, to there, be fair. there are rules within a universe that a universe has to be governed by. Otherwise. It simply falls apart and just becomes pointless. But the problem is, most of these universes' rules are incompatible with each exactly. other. Exactly, yeah. that's so. that's kind of the whole thing. They are their own sets, their own establishments. Having you know this guy fight that guy, it's a fun little thought experiment, a fun game, and a great thing to argue incessantly about. But yeah, it doesn't matter. You gotta know when you're. <laughs> it always yeah. boils down to which point of that character. Yeah. What What is the point that makes the difference yeah mm. but well, I mean, it's which point in their development do you take that character yeah like do you just have naruto from original naruto fighting dragon ball super super saiyan god super saiyan goku <laughs> yeah or do you yeah. have six stages goku fighting kid goku uh six stages naruto fighting kid goku i would like to see six stage goku goku that'd be that'd, hilarious it'd essentially be super saiyan goku it would be with yeah. like a couple of floaty balls yeah so yeah. but <laughs> Super Saiyan. Oh dear. Okay, we've went well off topic as usual. <laughs> um, Farfar's just sitting topic, there going, what? "Okay, what are we doing next?" Um, we do need to get on and uh, have a look at some classic shows that are a bit funny. Kawaii Far Radio. Oh, it's so bad. It's so good. It's so eighties. Noni retro classics. Well, retro classics. Uh, normally, we have a cutoff year of two thousand for this, but we're kind of being a little bit more, uh, I, I guess you Genius. could say, flexible on this one because Lineage. Zatch Bell, while it came out in two thousand and three, looks like it belongs in ninety nine. Yeah. It does. Comfortably, it really does. Comfortably does. Like it could have come out at the same time as Pokemon and Digimon originally. Yeah, and you would have just been like, oh, oh yeah, that's my another god, one you've just made it. me realise they qualify for retro classics. <laughs> Because they were literally 2,099. Yeah. Oh, dear. Because ah. um, the Digimon movie was Digimon 2000. Yeah. And we had Pokemon 2000. Yeah. Well, Pokemon <laughs> was originally 97, because I remember where I was when yeah. I first yes, saw it. Yes, I do, it. too. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. So, look, um, Aaron, you picked Zatch Bell. This ran from 2003 to 2006, and it was done by Toei Animation, of all people. 150 ah. episodes. What on earth is Zatch Bell? Okay. So, Zatch Bell, or Konjiki no Gash Bell, is about... Um, this war between demons or Momodos, as they're called. Momodos. Momodos, because they Mimosas? need to give each Momodo animal or like creature a name. Okay. Um, so basically, these demons come from the demon realm to Earth, a hundred of them, to fight to become the next demon king. And okay. where the fodder? Uh, okay. So when the demons come to Earth, they bring a book with them. Okay. And the book allows a human to let the demon use their magic abilities. Oh, okay. Because otherwise the demons can't use any of their abilities. So if you take the book, they're just a human. So the book is like a Pokeball. Well, the thing is, not anyone can read the book. They have to find their human. 
Oh, oh, okay. So it's like a tag team situation where yeah. you need someone who can read the book who to help you. Who can relate to you on a soul level. On a soul level. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got the, uh, the summary here, which I think will be interesting. Kiyomaro Takamine, a depressed, don't care about the world guy, was suddenly given a little demon named Gash Bell to take care of. Little does he know that Gash is embroiled in an intense fight to see who's the ruler of the demon world. All the demons have to pick a master on earth and duke it out with the other demons until... Only one survives. Needless to say, uh, Kiyomaru becomes Gash's master, and through their many battles, Kiyomaru learns the importance of friendship and courage. Um, he's a bit of an older dude. He's in middle school. Uh, oh, is he? Yeah. How old's Gash's character meant to Gash be? Gash is he a look, demon. So he like, looks like he's five years old. He, essentially, he's meant to look like he's five or six, which is why when uh, Kodamina gives him the... Like Pocky Box is a toy. Mm. He's so excited because uh. he's like, "Ah, oh, it's a toy!" Ah! <laughs> now, if, if anyone, um, any of our listeners have, if if you have perhaps um, watched AMV Hell, um, you will have seen <laughs> many clips of Zatch Bell in there. So it, mm. once you Google it, you go, "Oh, I know what you mean." Yep. Gotta tell you, the uh, little demon kid character. I haven't been that infuriated at a side character since Index. Okay, but the thing is, <laughs> he and his master are supposed to be polar opposites so that when they meet in the middle, they make like a balanced character because the master's like very depressed, very, I don't like people, they're all stupider than me. Like, Well, he's in middle school. It, it, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. like Light if Light was more of a Emo. bad name. Um, anyway, <laughs> so Gash is supposed to be like this overwhelming beacon of sunlight, happiness, innocence, sort of doesn't oh, know anything okay. about the world. And when you get into the show, you find out from the other demons that he was always the weakest. He was always the one at the bottom of the food chain that couldn't do anything when anyone else picked uh, on him. Ah, gotcha. So, so it's it's very much that traditional like you know kid friendly story. Yeah, yeah, where they focus on trying to do. It. And this is PG rated. Last time I checked as well. Yes. So you know, it's 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 nice, fun, light hearted, good. And there are a lot of comedy moments in it because mm. of their dynamic. Yeah. And then seeing how they alter. And then some of the songs, like there's a song about melons later on mm. um, where they give an enemy a melon and he's like, it's so delicious. And he starts singing very melon and marching back and <laughs> forth and just screaming that he wants more melons. Wow. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I thought I thought the Chaos Culture episode was further ahead. We yeah, had three bits of insanity. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's hard to touch on comedy without getting into chaos culture. I think it kind of yeah. you have to have both with anime. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. with how they've kind of evolved now. Mm. Well, because if you just go standard comedy, it's sort of in everything. Like everything has a funny bit here or there. That's definitely be- especially Maybe the last it twenty years properly as well to us. Well, I mean, that's a lot, another. Thing. I was going to say one of the other things about Japanese comedy is that they had a lot of those sort of traditional, like you know, straight man, funny mm. man skits. You know, yeah, where they yeah, you know, yeah. throw the realm out to the side and slap. So them and me go, and Kenny, oh. when I make a pun, and he beats me with a stick. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's tri- exactly that. It's, it's, Not a stick. <laughs> well, yeah, so they have to be more visual with their comedy, whereas yeah. you know, with Western comedy, like anime. Well, you, well, you say more anime, visual, but, but um, yeah. at least at least for the Japanese, a lot of. Like the Japanese seem to love puns, mm. but the problem is, is that they don't translate well to us. No, um, because it's to do with the way the language is written and yeah. the way that they those um, you know phrases can be interchanged. Well, there was that comedy show last season about the two girls in high school that were a comedy duo. Oh, like the, and that the didn't end one? up coming very well because we didn't understand it. Like they were trying yeah. to do Japanese comedy and it didn't translate well. No, mm. indeed. No. So. With us, a lot of our 
comedy comes from random spontaneity. Yeah. And so it's hard to separate that from chaos. I actually do remember um, uh, Chris Broad from Abroad in Japan saying on a, several of his videos that in Jap- if when he speaks in Japanese, he's not funny. Like, he's not entertaining and he... Apparently, Western humor translates incredibly poorly the other way into Japanese as well. Oh, wow. Mm. Um, it's just apparently because of, you know, the way that their cultures evolved. And uh, I think especially as well, though, like 200 years of isolation as well, mm. where they blocked themselves from the rest of the world. They've taken on a very different stance to how comedy has evolved there. Um, and, you know, our, our comedy is based on, as we've mentioned, randomness and silliness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But this is an anthropology podcast now. It definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we do talk a lot of smack, um, but we also do like to talk about, you know, interesting things that have happened. And like sources of things. Because yeah. then right. it's both fun and educational in a nice, fun way. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, because of that, obviously, you know, we have trouble translating that yeah. comedy. Mm. Um, and I mean, the, it, there's other languages which have the same problem if they're not based Every on language like essentially latin basically yeah. pretty much yes yeah. yeah um and basically what it just says is that we're weird like well, we're all weird in our own unique way and in our very english language way, way. yeah english white bread milk <laughs> toast way <laughs> but i think because we've been watching anime for so long that we can actually pick up that human we understand it if someone Little. like a new a new person was coming in watching like what we're suggesting yeah. They're gonna be like, <laughs> they're gonna be like, what? this is too much. Well, I Put mean, it away. Like, Daily Lives of High School Girls is a prime example. Yeah. it's fast paced. The statements are similarly puns or right. um, you know gags like that and mm. references to and like references. past animes yeah. or tropes yeah, in anime. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got the same sort of thing with Wave. Listen to me. Wave. Listen to me is actually incredibly funny if you know what they're talking about. Right. Uh-huh. And so there's a whole line on, I think it's like the third or second episode, where she's ta- brought into the radio station and she feels like she's been kind of, you know, convinced to go in because she's going to lose her job and she needs to do something. She's got nowhere to live. They're going to provide her somewhere. And she starts talking about a book which was massive in Japan and used by many literature students to study English, which is a story about a um, man who blackmails a woman into basically falling in love with him. And she goes... You know, oh, it's like this all over again. You know, it's like oh, in that context, it's hilarious. Yeah. But if you've not read that book, you have no idea what she's going on about. Right. So it like that they love to be quite witty, mm. um, and I think that's kind of you know what makes Japanese comedy yeah. really funny. But with the wittiness, the best thing about anime is when they can have that visual comedy. Like you, mm. yeah, you, the visual comedy is a lot of it. Yeah, it I was is. just thinking like you know with Nighty Sailor Moon, you'd have that really like slap you know, real physical um, comedy. Mm. Like, that's why I think uh, Crystal kind of failed in that aspect because they didn't have that. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a good point, yeah. Because it did did miss out on some of the, you know, the silliness and all that. It just stayed serious for the whole time. And why Sailor Moon isn't serious. Well, well, okay, we didn't get into it originally because of the The source material is serious. Yeah. The animation included moments of happiness and you, silliness and to that? provide that levity. Otherwise, he's mm. just you know full on the whole way. Um, prime example: Full Metal, uh, Full Metal Panic. Oh, I thought we were going into Full Metal Alchemist. I got we, excited. We will go to Full Metal Alchemist <laughs> and that in a moment. Um, but Full Metal Panic is a mecha series, and if you watch the series um, as it's been animated the anime season one is full on serious and season two has all of the in-between stuff from the manga all the comedy bits that are normally part of the show and 
uh, well, part of the story because, you know, you have silly story arcs where the guys, you know, goes to try and get access to the dojo and just keeps beating the three guys in charge of the dojo in ways that are not appropriate for a fight, <laughs> such as shooting them with gas rounds or shooting them with rubber bullets mm. or... Tossing a uh, live grenade. <laughs> to them and then hitting him in the, you know, punching him in the groin to prevent him from doing anything. Um, just, you know, underhanded silly things that in the main story would feel out of place. Yeah. Um, and that, that's, as we as you mentioned, Farfar, like, we're so used to having shows with comedy intertwined into them even if it's just little bits like marvel does it for their films as well yeah. mm. um and that's you know it's what we're used to seeing mm. it's very rare that we do get an anime which focuses just on the comedy itself yeah. or just the seriousness well, you couldn't itself. make an anime that is just comedy mm. because it it's too much Ooh, pop team epic oh no say no. too much it, it, I I refuse to watch really? that. Really, you refuse. need a balance. I, I've watched enough of it to know that it is not my cup of tea, and I like. I'm one of those people that can't deal with cringe humor for starters, mm. and that just to me. So you didn't watch um, Dino and Gal? Or... No. Oh, I dropped Dino and Gal Gal fast, faster than it was, if it was a piece very of It was lava. just weird. Yeah. I, like I couldn't abide it. I understand that these are. A Appealing to the Japanese comedy sense. And that's the thing, and that's, that's the thing. But yeah. they're not—they're not my cup of tea. I mean, we've so. had this before. Uh, I remember you, me, and uh, one of our prior hosts, Coco, sitting down to mm. watch um, Asterix and Obelisk. Like, oh, okay, yeah. there was a live-action version of those, so, and that's like uh, that's an old French comic book. Right. So just just, just to French... clarify, you've got the original Asterix and Obelix mm-hmm. comics, you've got the Asterix and Obelix cartoon, and yeah. then there's the live-action films that yes. French cinema make. Yes, yes, yes. And oh. so they were funny. They had all these little interesting jokes, but then they also had a lot of bits which they were obviously you know meant to be left open for the audience to have a laugh at. There were those like great pauses, but we were watching going. What do you just say? Yeah, now, Co- Coco, who speaks French, was sitting there giggling um, because, because she's got French yeah. heritage. There's uh, a certain joke there. There's a certain cultural context to these jokes that we simply didn't get. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be like, you know, our culture, the Bogan culture and things like that. We would find it absolutely, <laughs> oh, you know, Eshe's, mm-hmm. we finding that funny. Mm-hmm. Well, comedy is entirely Jap- subjective. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. each person's got different taste in comedy. Mm. So if you are one of those listeners who's going, I hate everything you've recommended, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm You're sorry. just not our kind of funny. But you know what? <laughs> I think we, we... You are funny in your own way, and we yeah. appreciate that, but everyone's got different tastes. And yeah. you know what you should do? You should uh, go to our YouTube and write in the comments, like... <laughs> what comedies you recommend. But yes. Yes. I think we all recommend... Well, we're coming up to yours in a minute, but we all recommended something that kind of targets everyone really sort of yeah, yeah. Like, i mean a broader audience look, let, let's be honest zatch bell definitely not going to be for everyone no uh, it's neither... definitely aaron's style with yeah. like the the, the partner Fair. duo dynamic yeah i think it's for people who grew up with pokemon and digimon right. yeah said. like yeah. me and... well, well i i did and i haven't watched but i haven't watched it yet and so. like kenny with his like really out there thing which is you know yeah nichi joe's for like the people in high school who like the lol so random humor euro yeah. yuri is straight up comedy mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I wouldn't say it's like live straight up comedy. I wouldn't say it's like a purest comedy. It's like it's girls' humor comedy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. because you're a girl. Because well, you got cooties. What? Let, let's let's. Faf has a girl. Where's oh. <laughs> <laughs> that button? Is that why they're called Lady Farfa? Wow. Oh my goodness, I just put it together. I just I thought it was a title all this time. (laughs) I thought it was Laddie. Laddie Fafa. Laddie Fafa. Lad Fafa Bible. (laughs) 
<laughs> what would that pile contain? <laughs> I don't know. That's <laughs> for haggis. <laughs> like, there's haggis yeah. everywhere in your burns while the bees burning. No, no, we're moving right along. Scottish idols? Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny. Kilts everywhere. I just called Kenny. Carl, Carl, Kenny. Oh, my God. Oh, it's, it's all going to... All right. It's so okay. Look, we're all from um, South Park at this We stage. are at this point. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go back to one which is kind of what introduced me to Japanese humor, and yeah. that's Ranma Half. Yes. Now, okay. we have mentioned Ranma Half probably about 40 episodes ago, so I think it's well and truly mm-hmm. time to kind of bring it back out and throw it in everyone's face. So Ranma is one of those shows that was written in the 90s and was... a breakthrough success oh, for anime yeah. internationally. Ran from 1989 to 1992, 161 episodes. It was actually cancelled after its yeah. first season because they just basically ended up having it as sport of the week. Um, and that broke in their own... Yeah, the kind of like the monster went. of the week formula. Yeah. So the, like Sailor Moon did it quite well, but... Mm. Didn't they come out at the same time, though? They did. They yeah. did. The problem, I think that was kind of the problem. Well, the, the problem is, is that the first season was targeted at the shoujo audience, but it didn't connect with them. Uh, um, whereas once they brought the second season out, it did. Yep. Um, because and they, they changed up the formula. They um, did. Well, they, they actually did. they stuck to the actual story. Mm. <laughs> 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 Who would have thought? <laughs> but um, if you haven't heard of Ranma Half, it's quite simple. Ranma Satome is a top-class martial artist and prodigy of the Satome Anything Goes School of Martial Arts. <laughs> that includes the ramen delivery martial arts arts and several other strange ones that they've come up with. What about Fist of the Nose Hair? Exactly. (laughs) He can probably try it. Um, While training in China, he and his father made a terrible fight when they accidentally fall into a cursed springs and I have the wonderful dubbed audio for this scene. Ranma and I were voyaging across the ocean to China. We journeyed for many days and many nights. It was in China's Mount Quanjing region in the Bayan Color Range, Qinghai Province, that we finally found what we were looking for. Here, sirs, we come to famous training ground of Cursed Springs, Ju Senkyo. Are you prepared, Ranma? Ah, uh, man, this place ain't near as bad as I thought it'd be. Ooh, sirs, you are very strange ones, no? Ooh, this place is a very dangerous. Ooh, nobody use it now, cause more than 100 spring here, and each one have own tragedy happen there. Runner, follow me! Right behind you! Hey, sirs, what are you doing? Ooh, I have not finished my tragic story. You can go there. I won't go easy on you, Runma. That's just the way I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Please, sirs, very bad you fall in spring. Hey, Pop, what's up? You done already? What, what the hell is that? That one, Shan Mao Nichuan, Spring of Drowned Panda. Very tragic story of panda who drowned 2,000 years ago. The legends say whoever fall in spring take body of panda. Hey, buddy, you never said anything about that to us. <laughs> oh, too bad you fall in Nanyuan. Spring of drowned girl. There, very tragic legend of young girl who drowned in spring 1,500 years ago. Now, whoever fall in the spring take a body of a young girl. <laughs> You see, now you young girl. 
Um, yep, and they are not the only characters who end up in those springs. Was uh, was that tour guide Uncle Roger? <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I was expecting him to start talking about MSG <laughs> <laughs> or the or the correct way to cook rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why <laughs> oh, you're rinsing the rice, I Uncle Roger? Don't sad. Care. Part of the comedy aspect of Ranma is the dub. Is Look, so yeah. tragically for, good. For, for a '90s dub, yeah. it is surprisingly entertaining. Oh. Did we give this the warning ahead of time? What warning? What this is rated? Um, no, no. but we, we, we did state at the beginning of this episode that these aren't all for children. Yeah. Ranma, it depends on region. In the US, it's rated R17. In Australia, it's MA15. Yeah. In the UK, it is MA15. In Europe, it is R17 uh, as well. And in Japan, it's MA15 equivalent yeah. as well. Rating so systems are not for everyone. Consult this your doctor is the one use. we were talking about at the beginning of the episode when we are like... Yeah. 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 As, as, as well as um, Yuru Yuri, um, because yeah. it has those themes too. Look, so Ranma One Half is the. So you're probably used to seeing it as Ranma and then the half single. The yeah. actual official pronunciation is Ranma One Half. That's yeah. what okay. they market it as. Um, I always thought it was Ranma Half. I thought that too. As well, but it's, but not. it's that's the official Ranma pronunciation. Ranma over, um, <laughs> <laughs> over two. Ranma times one over two times four over three. What oh, is Kingdom the squ- Hearts? What <laughs> is the square root of Ranma? Well, We're not going there. Um, it was serialized in Weekly yeah. Shonen Sunday from August 1987 to 1996. It was written by the incredible, incredibly talented Rumiko Takahashi, uh-huh. who has written so many phenomenal mangas and anime over the years. Mm-hmm. And she's still going at it, too. Oh, yeah. the, you cannot stop this lady. She's poor. Can't uh, she, stop me To now. be honest, I think she's like almost the equivalent of like the female Tesca. She rev- she revolutional yeah. she revolutionized the shonen uh, sorry shojo genre really. That's a very big, big claim, call. but I'd say it's a worthy one. Yeah, I mean she's been she's probably one of the most you know celebrated internationally and in Japan. Well, so. that's the thing with Ranma is that was the breakthrough anime for international audiences. Like mm-hmm. it, it wasn't re- like we knew about Speed Racer and all those and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but to really like, obviously Sailor Moon, but they got all that dub treatment with the Canadian. This was properly done as anime not just like mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, it didn't get like the deke for no. kids uh changeovers <laughs> Could you imagine that, can you imagine them trying it would never i kind of don't want to it yeah. would end in disaster absolutely but look this, this story revolves around ranma and as you heard him fall and his father falling into a mm-hmm. hot springs um after this has happened um they if they're splashed with cold water they turn into the girl or the panda and when splashed with hot water they turn back into their original selves yeah turns out other characters Characters in the books go there. One, ter- a girl called Shampoo, who's a martial artist, falls in and turns into a cat. Yeah. And his main rival, who is useless and has no sense of direction, falls in and turns into a pig. Um, and it's a little teeny piggy. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. See, I've seen clips of it, but I never understood the relevance of all those characters. Now, now, now you do. Now you do. Yeah. Um, so when Ranma turns into Ranma Chan, he goes from having black hair to red hair. Mm. And it's probably one of the first sort of shows that Western audiences saw with them playing with gender. Yeah, it probably was. It's now that you've mentioned all the different animals people t- turn into, I'm wondering, does this have a crossover with Fruits Basket? I knew you were going there. <laughs> I knew, I knew it. No. It does not. And, and this also came after Fruits Basket. Oh, seriously? Oh, sorry, no. Other way around. Fruits Basket yeah. came, came after, after. Ranma. Oh, yeah. Well, in regards to what Kyle said, do you reckon they had a gender gander? Um, what, what's a gender gander? That's a play on words because the two words are very, very similar. 
Oh. That was the no. That no, that, 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 was, one, that one fell flat. Never that mind. That fell very flat. That one fell wow. so flat. That Sorry. Was, no, no, no. Uh, look, it's getting towards the end of the podcast. I'm, My I'm comedy's sit, juice I'm, trying I'm sitting to here going, uh, oh, yeah. 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 We're, we're very My sorry. apologies, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is that show. Even I do a bit of a rewatch every year. In fact, in mm. my, I've got like a little round lounge room, and I've obviously got my DVDs and stuff. But there's one DVD collection that will just sit next to my other TV, and it's Runma. Oh, really? Yeah. So I've managed to find like the DVDs. Oh, very hard to find I those. D- I was going to say that they are like on my list of show. One of the like DVDs yeah. or like. Oh my god! How lovely would a Blu-ray release be? I Ooh. think they will never do it because they, they it's won't. too hard and the quality they, of the. I was going to say they can't because one, they sold most of the cells, right. so they don't have them, mm. and two, it would have to. Maybe they could do it if they did like an AI upscaling. Probably they could probably get away with that, but mm. even still, and yeah, it's very hard to get. Like I managed to find the Madman original releases and stuff like that, mm. and get the. See, I, I remember watching this on VHS on the yeah, big so freaking <laughs> tapes, and I remember th- so um back in. Back when Kyle was young in the early 90s yeah. to mid 90s. Blockbuster and Video Not Easy. Blockbuster Video Easy. Planet Video. Oh, Everyone who's listening who doesn't live in Australia and, in fact, Perth, um, Planet Video <laughs> was basic, basically um, Perth's hub for the north of the river. Mm. And it was Elephant. Was it Elephant? Yes. A video the south one of the that river? was in Vic Park? No, mm. the one that was around the corner from here. Um, over in um, oh. Bigton, uh, Jumbo Video. Jumbo Video, Jumbo yeah. So Jumbo Video and Planet Video were the two video lease stores yeah. which actually had all of the random international videos. So they wouldn't just get in the blockbusters and the cartoons. They'd no. get uh, foreign language films in. They would get anime in. They would get some of the random stuff that you just couldn't get anywhere else. And the Planet Books place next to it would also get in all the manga yes. stuff as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like this was our sort of cultural centre. What happened to those buildings Planet Books is still going. Planet Books is still going. Planet Video decide. So Planet Video was a massive store. It is now a Mexican restaurant. Oh really? Um, So that's a a Guzman and Gomez. Um, They moved down the strip and then got to a smaller store, and they now just deal exclusively in books, posters, and physical. Okay. Uh, objects, obviously, because it's a lot harder to kind of lease stuff now. Yeah, and we we had like one of the last uh, blockbuster videos we in the world. We actually did yeah. in Morley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ours ours was the second last, I think, and then the last one was in the hometown where Blockbuster right. started. Uh, and me. now there's Netflix. Yeah, but um, I I went to um, <laughs> I went to Planet Video, <laughs> and I'd watched a, f- uh, a couple of months before I'd watched uh, Castle of Cagliostro. Ah. Um, so I'd seen Castle of Cagliostro. I'd been watching Dragon Ball. Um, this was before Neon Genesis came on yeah. TV as well. So this was about probably '95. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah. Whoa, feel- this is even way before oh, that. Baby, yeah. baby Kyle. Yeah, baby, baby Kyle. Um, I think it was like twelve. Uh, what's when what's the math? No, I was no, I can't be ninety five because I was no, over the ten. No, it was two thousand something. The dub, mm, mm. not the. What, yeah, um, it would have been the dub. Two thousand one, perhaps. Maybe ninety seven, ninety eight. What for? Um, uh, Ranma. Ranma's dub. Let me have a look. I'll just because I remember my year. cousin owning the dub. Okay, so quite, Viz Media yeah. licensed both anime series in 1993 yeah. because um, the fir- you've got Ranma Half, right. Right, sorry, Ranma One Half, the original series, right. and then they actually came up with a different name for the second series yeah. to Ranma set it Second apart. Half. Um, <laughs> Ranma One Half Netohen. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what that means. Um, my brain's gone off. Um, but anyway, um, 
Viz licensed that in 1993, mm. and um, when they did license it, that English dub has been, you know, since listed as one of the funniest dubs of the 90s, which mm. is great. Um, it was recorded by the Ocean Group in Vancouver, yeah, British Columbia, and they released the series on VHS from their own Viz video label and on DVDs in a few years later. Um, they actually re-released it in 2007, but it was being released throughout the 90s. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I went and I got it, and it wasn't even one of the main Ranma series. It was the specials, oh, because yes. at the time, can you imagine back in the ninety early nineties trying to get a tw- you know a twenty five episode never, season on a VHS? It was mm. three episodes. Yeah. yeah, that's all you got. Yeah. So I it was <laughs> oh, just a, a set of OVAs. I remember it was the Christmas OVA, and I remember there was another episode, and one specialized episode that always like had yeah. Like so that. yeah, and. Look, that got me on the train. I went, what on earth is this? Yeah. Like, you know, Castle Cagliostro went, it's a film. Yes, okay, it's just it's Japan's equivalent of our films mm. for kids here. And then I watched that and I went, this is not for kids. No. And then a couple of years later, discovered Neon Genesis. Mm. And then, you know, this is not for kids. This is not for kids. Yeah. Um, and went on from there. And this is one of those shows that just kind of... It sticks I, with you. It sticks of, with you. Yeah. I just find it hilarious. Mm. I, I, yeah. Because it's not very in your face, but at the same time, it's like it's a comfort comedy. You know, you can always go back to yeah. It re- very reflective of its time of the nineties, very oh, late eighties, yeah. especially um, with the way it plays with gender. Yeah. yeah, and I think partially to the dub as well. Mm, it, it does yeah. that, but um, yeah, I love it. Like, like I said, I will watch it. Like mm. we talk about it all the time. A few of my friends and I. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that, it's that one anime that you always go back to. It is. I mean, it's not one of those animes which is timeless, but I think it's a, one of those animes that... It's not timeless to the sense where it... Mm. Because it's aged. It has very aged. badly. It's historic. Mm. But it it's is historic, a peek yeah. back at yeah. what things were. If you mm. ask any mature-aged anime watcher, mm. like people who are watching anime in the 90s, because I know there's a lot of Babu anime watchers that are like, mm. what's a Ranma? Yeah. <laughs> you see, I didn't watch anime in the 90s, really, apart from maybe like Sailor Moon, like the real normal, mm. like the Pokemons and stuff like that. Well, I more was in the, the 2000s was where I really got into We talked anime. about this way back in the day as well, how anime was just so not as accessible as it is these days. No. It was so niche and so underground. You had but to look in the strangest places. We didn't realize we were watching because Speed Racer is anime. Yeah. yeah. But we watched See, it. Like, for, for me, I think it was like the, the core period where I discovered anime and where it was starting to become accessible mm-hmm. was, for me at least, 95 to 98. Okay. With um, uh, Cheese okay. TV and stuff, right? Mine well, was definitely We had naughties. Cheese TV and then yeah. also in um, the. Um, what do you call it? The actual stuff being released in vi- uh, video shops, and because yeah. we lived down the road from, oh, not yeah. directly oh, okay. down yeah, the yeah, road yeah. from Planet Video, and also the crazy sort of like happenstance stuff on like SBS and stuff like that. But that was yeah. more like two thousand and five, two thousand four, two thousand. No, so that actually started in ninety eight. You're oh, kidding? Wow. Nope. Yeah, so they... I uh, I caught all of like um, I caught all of Ghibli's works as sort of yep. like a really? marathon thing on yep. SBS late oh. at night. So if you have a look so... at um and having worked for SBS, um, I, I had a chance to have a look through some of the historic yeah, archives while I went over to the Sydney office. And there's, there's a lot. Wow. There is a lot that probably actually predates us looking at it in 98, which we just didn't even realise was there. See, this mm-hmm. is where I'm like, why can't they just bring it back to TV like on a Saturday night kind of thing? Like you know, They, they, they do. Uh, I mean, they SB- do on Friday nights. With SBS the- World Movies have been doing uh, Ghibli things every like week or so these really? days. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm talking about, you know, like the shows we used to watch. Like, I know ABC here in Australia does on the Friday night. They show a couple mm. of anime. So he- here's the yeah, thing. occasional My Hero Academia, mm. I think. The rise of streaming services meant that our generation in particular no longer do appointment viewing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we we want like and that started slowly changing in the 2000s when we got you know video recorders when you could start recording right. stuff and well, then we got LimeWire yeah, that, oh, yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's how I got my anime True. yep um, uh, oh remember <laughs> remember the viruses the <laughs> <laughs> viruses um, but you know it was um at least for us, you know, we, we grew up in that period where you had that appointment viewing. We've gone through that transition with, you know, the introduction of the internet and learning about, because, you know, let's be honest, we're all millennials here. Yeah. Um, so we, we went through that transition and we now don't do appointment viewing, unlike our parents and those who are 10 years older than us who still do. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're very much in their routines of, oh, 6 p.m. is when the news is on. So 6 p.m. is when I'm settled. I've got my dinner and I'm watching the news. Mm-hmm. Right. If you talk, like, if you have a look now, like ABC still have their anime on that night, yeah. but they put it on iView, their digital platform, so you can still watch it for three to four weeks afterwards. Mm. Yeah. And the same sort of thing with SBS because they know that appointment viewing is dead in the upcoming generations. So that, but that you've got to play both to both sides. Exactly. Of the so you can still catch it regularly. Yeah. It's just that we don't see it because we're not those type of viewers anymore. I know, but it's it's a weird comfort thing, you know. If mm. it was on there, I'd be definitely down to be. Oh, watching. I remember we got Foxtel in the two thousands, and then yeah. Toonami. Yeah. Yes. Well, we had the Toonami block, but then I can't remember what channel it was, and still to this day I can't find Which them. Which one? Um, there was a string of four sci-fi films anime that I think it was like Fox 8 or someone like that decided that they were going to do a non-stop anime marathon for Wasn't a that month. Fox Kids? No, it wasn't on Fox Kids. Because Cartoon Fo- Network? No, it, it Cartoon wasn't. Cartoon Network had Toonami. So here's the thing. It wasn't on the cartoon channels. They okay. set up, so they had this channel which they just decided, hey, we're just going to do anime non-stop. Was and that Triple One Hits? I have no idea. Um, look, that sounds very familiar to what, what they sort of did. Yeah. Okay, I might have a look at that then. Um, because what what they basically did was they did a full month nonstop. Yeah. It was during the school holidays of anime, and it had a lot of R rated and M fifteen stuff that we didn't get. Huh. It wasn't marathoning of like no, a but it show. just had those episodes. Just, no, no films like two right. hour films, and there was I just remember there was this trilogy or quadrilogy of films yeah. that was a sci-fi anime probably produced in the 80s or early 90s mm-hmm. with a guy who he starts off as a police officer and the final film ends with him on an alien moon covered in ice and it was that it sounds really familiar I know right oh. I, Tenshi Muyo? no it's not Tenshi Muyo. <laughs> um, I've, I've mentioned this oh, to a lot of people comedy. Uh, Tenshi Miyamoto would have been a good comedy. We'll just have to do another comedy oh, episode. Oh, no. Comedy 2. <laughs> comedy yeah. 2. And Electric on that one, we'll also probably go on to Crazy Tangents as well. We will. We will too. <laughs> but, yeah, like, but you see what I mean? Like, I've mentioned this to so many people yeah, from yeah, our yeah. generation and everyone goes, I remember that and I have no idea what it's called. If and, anyone mm. knows it and they're, yeah. they're in Australia, please like, let us know because that's going to Even if you're not now. in Australia, if you Actually, know yeah. a sci-fi movie yeah. that sounds similar so to that. So it, it probably was released in the 80s to the 90s. Right. It's quite violent. starts off in a police station male main character female side character someone is murdered in the first 15 minutes and the story takes off from there yeah I do remember this I remember watching this Kung Fury (laughs) no that's not animated (laughs) (laughs) and on that note Wi-Fi Radio
Well, that is where we need to leave things for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Next episode, off the back of our live show, we're going to talk about travel anime. Whip out those passports, we're going on an adventure. Now, we're looking at anime that explores our world, showcases some amazing places, or just Japan itself. So yes, a certain camping show will be (laughs) making an appearance (laughs) in this discussion. And you got to wonder, is this going to be a JoJo reference? It might very well be a JoJo. <laughs> Will Lupin be brought up again? We shall we, see. We shall see. <laughs> We're looping back to that one again. <laughs> Will we oh, talk about again? Oh, no. You wanted oh, comedy. He this gave us comedy. comedy. <laughs> 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 we are also going to try and film a live show properly this time. So that will hopefully be on our YouTube in the coming week. I'm and so excited for next weekend. Mm. We'll also be dropping our first proper YouTube video too. <laughs> it's our first ever mid-season check-in. We're going to tell you about five shows worth checking out that you might not be watching. Ooh. And uh, Ooh. I think we've mentioned all of them on this podcast aside from one of them, um, which is uh, just me having my own creative input. Oh, yeah, okay. That <laughs> That's secret content. Yeah. This is not Kyle behind tent. a paywall. <laughs> Kyle tense. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, he's um, going happy. I'm not, I'm not. Okay. Back to that again. Okay, hey, hey. Happy hey, Kyle. Now, if you've enjoyed what you've heard this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button to get alerts for our future episodes. You can find us in almost all podcasting apps and over on YouTube. And hey, if you are enjoying what we're doing and want to support us, consider joining our Patreon as well. You'll get exclusive content and outtakes and us being silly for probably about five minutes a week. Um, and Only if, five minutes, Kyle? Mate, there's a bit more than that, let's be honest. Wait a bit. Well, look, that adds up. It adds up. We've got over 50 episodes. There's a lot there to, to, to gather from. Yes. So you so want to sample some of that, give us some dollary doos. Push some algorithm-specific mm. buttons. Some yeah. yens, if now, you if you want to be part of the Kawaii community, you don't have to spend a dime. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I was going to say face, Facegram. I don't know what, what is... What is a Facegram? Well, it's, it's sort a, of like a celebration of Instagram and Facebook. Well, they are both owned by Facebook, so it doesn't matter. It's how um, you measure what's on top of your head, you know, by the Facegram. Uh, Could you imagine a I had a TikTok. No, nah, we're not, we're not going to go to TikTok. I have too many things to look after already. <laughs> um, we will be sharing breaking anime news, memes, videos, and so on on our channel, so do check it out. And there is, excuse me, of course, a Discord as well. Yes. And that's, uh, that's, that's everything I need to wait, tell wait, you wait. about. No, we need to tell you about what the peak comedy moment in anime, <laughs> and that's from Full Metal Alchemist. Go look up Scar's real name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, if uh, this is from the original Fumil Alchemist, and it is fan dubbed, um, I believe. Bec- I thought it was proper. It no, was no, proper this. Dubbed. No way. Yeah. Ninety yep. percent sure. That is that is that's proper, proper dubbed. Dub. Wait, wait, wait. Is that that's because it has been a long time. And I believe since that I is watched. also proper Brotherhood. Dub. Yeah. Yep. No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> We will, we will assess and share it in the <laughs> notes here. You've been listening to Kawhi Fi Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, watch some anime! Who wants pancakes?